Ronin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I'm your host, Justin Juice Kelly. We are unpredictable talk radio for Indianapolis and the world. If you are in the Florida area, Largo, Florida to be exact, hit up Cameron Evans at Debbie Lou's Food Truck. It is uh, probably one of the most fire like food truck in Largo area. Also, I just want to give a shout out to him again because Cam donated more money to the Juice in the Morning podcast than anybody has ever. So I just want to give him a shout out. Let's give him a little round of applause there for a second. Thank you, Cam. But I'm going to just go ahead and jump right into it. You're used to that, right? Uh, We've got Chris Duncan, one-fourth of the podcast, highly inappropriate and known for being kicked off of Facebook. Uh, They're known for the rowdiness, getting a little wild, not safe for work. You're probably one of, when you were guests on our podcast, Juice of the Morning, it's one of the highest downloaded podcasts we have. Uh, Welcome to the party, man. This is a new studio. How are you doing? Let's do it, man. I love it. This is this is nice. It's very, very comfortable. I I'm, like it a I'm lot. having to get used to it because it feels weird. Like it feels weird that I am like relaxed and not like sitting sick to hear. So we just took a little brief intermission. Uh, <clears throat> as soon as we took the brief intermission, Kyle Buck joined the studio. Yeah. Welcome to the show. This is like your, I don't know, fifth or sixth appearance on the Juice in the Morning podcast. Yeah. And actually, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I just wrapped up over at Gutty's Comedy Club here in Greenwood, which by the way, Greenwood, you guys have a dope comedy club. How's it going over there? Fantastic, man. It was an awesome show. It was a, it was a full room and it was... Uh, just everyone was into it and the crowd popped really well and it was just a blast, man. You want to know something really interesting about that? I'm what? actually doing their comedy college on That's Wednesdays. Right. I heard you say that. Seven, How's that going? Seven to nine p.m. It's actually awesome. I'm actually getting really uh, funny. <laughs> no, don't worry about that. That'll that'll never happen. Uh, but no, I've always wanted to be a part of it. I I did the open mic one time at Kettle Top. Yeah. Um, and I I got kind of a itch to try to get into it for real and actually write stuff. And going there actually has really helped me figure out how to look at comedy and how to write better. Yeah. And we're only in the second week. Sure. And like, yeah, yeah. And during the class, it's great because he's already like giving me like tips on like, well, if you gotta you gotta write it this way, you gotta think about it this way. Economy of words, take it down to like as little as possible to like to write a joke. See, which like <laughs> I'm really bad at. Like I feel like they might be like to me. I mean, I'm just gonna keep it real. Like I feel like they might be stealing your money. Like either have it or you don't. Right. Right. I, that's true. You can't just learn to do stand up. I don't think. Like you either you have you're quick, well, you're witty, you the, have it, or you're you don't. The way I'm looking at it is is I I I have a lot of I think funny ideas, but I don't know how, how to, to like how to make it, it like write like it into a, a, a joke. I got you. And there are trust me. I love the people there. They're going out on a limb. They're doing something they never tried before. I got you. They shouldn't be on stage. (laughs) I can already tell they should not be on stage. But for somebody like me that I am over, I overthink things. We've already talked about on this podcast. I overthink things a lot. Um, They're giving me the opportunity to some tips that have helped them write and help them get better as comedians because they're not teaching us to be a comedian. They're not teaching you to go up and do stand up. They're basically coaching everybody to have five minutes. Yeah. That is, that is worth something. Yeah. So, because at the end of the six weeks, we're going to do a showcase where we're all going to do stand up and, you know, like a show, we're going to do a show 
and all of us are going to have a certain amount of time and, and do five minutes or so something or? like that I'll, can i get in on this i mean you can you just got to talk to dennis tooley and Steve, I've, always, Steve I've, always, Rivera. I've always wanted to, to do i it. think you should I've i think you should at it. least at least think about it because like i said at the very least at the end of the six weeks you basically paid for yourself to be able i, I know there's a lot of open mics you can do for free but you paid for somebody to kind of give you some tips and hints to be better for your first try. And that's, I've, I've talked about this a thousand times on the podcast. I'm the kind of person that when I try something for the first time and I, and I'm terrible at it, I don't ever want to do it again. Uh, I feel like the way to be, I feel like, like, well, I understand that, but I feel like doing this class is giving me at least this smidge of preparation. Sure. That when I get up there, even if I do bad, I at least did the preparation. I feel comfortable going up there and putting out what I've like the best what I I've could come up kind of yeah. come up with. And then I'm gonna my plan is is to take that and go to Anderson. Yeah. Go to Indy. Go to Crackers. Go sure. to um, the open mic on Mondays at what is that? Why Jokers. Can't, Jokers. So as, open, as yeah. somebody wants to try it, what's, what's the nut, biggest thing you've taken away from it so far? The biggest thing is. When he said to, and I, I know this, this is everything I'm going to tell you is common sense, but I didn't think of it. And basically he was like, if you come up with a premise, interview the premise, ask every question you can think of, of the premise. So like, he was like, um, so basically tell me what a premise of a joke would be that you've thought of. That I have thought just of? Just a premise, like not even the joke, just like the idea of the joke or like the what <clears throat> it surrounds. I don't know. Like my five minutes would probably be being a guy that married in with that has no kids and was a partier and then right. married and settled down pretty fast with two teenage kids. Yeah. And then you have to so try that's, to, so that's a lot, that's a lot broader that. because that's the, you're talking about a set. He's talking about just one joke or one bit. Well, oh, I, I can, I, I can give you an example of one that I just had recently where I did not properly do that. I did not properly interview the premise because right. here was the joke premise was that recently I saw somewhere someone had a Helen Keller quote. Yeah. And I thought that was a funny premise. Yeah. Like how do you know? Right. You know what I mean? We're just taking someone else's word for it. Yeah, and he Who knows if that's what she said, you know what I mean? And it's like uh but then I started <laughs> What like, was the quote? Like uh, uh, well, no, I, I, <laughs> See, but but here's the thing it, it, is the quote was translated as uh um alone we can only do so little but together we can do so much and i'm like yeah of course helen you know helen keller would say that yeah you know but um but i mean like what i was saying the the reason that i stopped doing the bit was because i hadn't interviewed the premise enough to be like it in the mind of the audience if the audience can disprove your kind of thought you know which is why it's good to talk about things that are true to you and things that you right. know because you're going to be more authentic with your delivery if i were to go in and do a joke about being you know a uh, uh, olympic sprinter no one would laugh at it because it would be just clearly it wouldn't make sense there's no truth and honesty there and any jokes i would uh come up with a, as a premise from that point of view i would not be able to interview properly just because i don't have that experience i wouldn't be able to dissect it and so basically um I, I think uh, what you were talking about there was just making sure that you're that what you're delivering and and the punchline is airtight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, he was also like, "What makes you mad about the? What makes you mad about the premise? What makes you happy about the premise? Uh, if you were to like, for example, your premise, he was like, I mean, your premise it, would just it, be like pop. 
media, right? Like, in that what all stand up, that's what stand up is. It just it depends right? because, for example, the premise that I'm working on that BJ has already helped me, we've pretty much got a solid, I feel like, bit and joke put together is growing up without a dad. Because I grew I up, I grew up that. without a dad, yeah, and so I have like a, a that's my premise. And then he he told me to interview the premise, ask like if I was to, to he he I know this sounds ridiculous, but he's like take your premise out on date. How would your where would you take your date? So my premise is growing up without a dad. So where would I take my dad on a date? Like a ball game? Yeah. Like or or <laughs> an Applebee's or like something ridiculous because then you start to think of like then you start to think of funny things around that and it's building all of that material around the premise and then you start to figure out how and then he started to tell me about something that once again is probably common sense in the comedy world. But my brain never thought about this because I just am an enjoyer of comedy, not a writer of comedy. Yeah. He said, get the crowd leaning one way so that you can take yank them the other way. I got to love a good misdirect. So basically like, so if I'm, and then, so then I asked, I asked the question in class. I was like, so what if you take the crowd one way, but you keep going that way? Is that called something? And like, and we didn't really get to the bottom of that question, but like, that's kind of my idea for that premise. And yeah, it's called amateur night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, but they, uh, they did that, and then my the last thing, like I said, you asked me what I took from the class so far, and it's only been two classes, is once again a common thing or a common sense thing, I think. He's like, if something in life gives you a strong emotion, no matter what that emotion is, write it down. And I've already been doing that on my phone, but I didn't think of that as like, I thought of it as I just thought of something funny. Yeah. But he he said, it doesn't have to be funny. It doesn't have to be like a good situation. It could be any situation. It could be something that makes you feel anger. It could be something that makes you feel embarrassment. Like something that's a very strong emotion. Write down that situation so that you have it for later and you can go back to it. And if you still feel that emotion when you read that, he said, explore it and start to figure out yeah. if there's well, something you can get funny out of it. And, uh, you know, the, there's also kind of an unspoken rule of comedy or some people teach it, I guess. I'm not sure. But um, the things that you don't want to talk about are likely some of the funniest things premises and and subjects you could explore not only because you would be authentic in talking about them but because um it's the you know it's the vulnerability and the details within why you don't want to tell about it that would actually relate to the audience more just because of the vulnerability in it and so I, I'm glad I got that because I'll talk about anything. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I give a yeah, highly inappropriate. You guys have no problem with that. Um, and great, then, a great, sorry to interrupt, no, but a great quote too. I, I've heard Todd McComas, they've asked him this question on Pat's show and he said, think of a joke that's fun, and you think it's funny and then think of three more because somebody's already done it. Yeah. That's what he says. So well, like, if you get what, a premise of something, like think of something that you think it's funny but th- then think of something else and then think of something else after that. That's what I'm the most nervous about the premise and the joke that I'm coming up with and like the bit that I'm coming up with. Cause basically Dennis, I loved this to his confidence to tell me in the class. Cause I told him uh, at the end of class, I just kind of like chatted with him a little bit before I left. And I said, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you kind of opening my mind to stuff that I, you know, is in my head kind of common sense, but you kind of just like made it, clear and then i said uh you know my goal is at the end of this that i have three to five minutes and then i can still start going out and doing open mics and he was like 
not only are you going to have three to five minutes, he was like, you're going to have three to five minutes that you feel comfortable with going up on stage and doing. So I'm very confident with that. And yeah. I appreciate him doing that. Like, is this <clears throat> like, I find myself like, like in just settings, like say with you and like, like earlier today when I said, Notre Dame is the most overrated yeah. sports team in all of sports. Notre Dame football. Mm -hmm. They don't play nobody. Army, Navy. Yeah. What's next? They're going to play Space Force. You See, know that's, I mean? already, that's already, like, that's, that's already like, a I'll, bit I right catch, there. I catch myself putting that in my so notes you just on, need my, to write on my that. iPhone. Yeah. I do shit like and that all the time. I think that you would really enjoy it. And the, the thing that I've talked with BJ about, and um, I think a little bit with Kyle, is like the, the even if I'm bad at comedy, I just want to be around you guys doing comedy because I want to be around like-minded people that want to create stuff and yeah. do do creative stuff for sure. Yeah. That, that's how you get, that's how you get better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man. And you know, it, it'll improve the podcast. It'll improve, uh, just my experience in life. They say like, that, yeah. I mean, the first thing you should do is after you figure out what you want to do is surround yourself by other, with, with like -minded other people, people. Yeah, mm -hmm. that want to do the same thing. <clears throat> so Kyle, yeah, you just got done at gutties. Yeah. This is not going to come out until after the shows are done this weekend. What do you have coming up in the near future um, after Gutties? Um. Well, uh, is this still on a live stream? Yeah, this is well, live stream. For anyone, oh that's yeah, on the anybody live on the live right stream, now, yeah. Uh, Ticket. We got another show tomorrow night at eight um, at Gutties Comedy Club. Yep. Uh, a few tickets still remaining, I think. Hey, if uh, uh, it's gonna be a nice crowd. If man. I get good news tomorrow, we might make it out there. Cool, man. So, yeah, I, I, you know. Because I would, I would definitely love to see That'd you guys cool, out man. there. For it's, sure. Uh, hey, it's it, going to be great news because he's going to have a DD for the next nine months. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's going to make exactly, it out there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but I think that, I think Gutty's is going to be a cool place. I think that they're, they're doing clean comedy. Yeah. But that's the other thing that Dennis also mentioned in the class that he does clean comedy because he's a corporate comic, which I had never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. like, like corporate picnics. And it's shit apparently like that. somebody that goes to corporate events where clean and stuff like that. executives hard, and stuff. Man. Well, he that's what he says. He what says is it, like a bunch of dad jokes. No, he basically said that if you can't uh, say it into Siri and it type it out on your phone, you can't do it on his stage. Nah, I'm wiped out there. Sorry. But then I'm dropping out of comedy but college. But then he also said though, that's but that's what's great. He said if you can write a clean 5-minute set like what he's talking about, he said I can take my set and go anywhere and do it and dirty it up for a club like I can make it that way. So and make it fit the atmosphere. He's like but it's harder to write clean. So if you teach yourself to write clean, all the other dirty stuff you can do, no problem. So it's like, you can just add it in. So would you consider like Foxworthy and them guys? That's clean comedy. Oh yeah, 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 for okay, sure. So that's clean stuff. Yeah, um, Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, and Brian Regan's great. Yeah, oh yeah, I love Brian Regan. Yeah, I actually had a couple people disagree with me about Brian Regan and said they hated him, and I was like, he's, I don't know. He's definitely got his, his it makes own me style. Laugh my fucking ass off for, when I watch him. There are some people that just are attracted to less of a kind of because he is kind of he's not slapstick, but he's animated. Yeah, you know what I mean. He makes faces and voices and that sort of yeah. thing. If that's just not your style of comedy, yeah. you know, then you know, so some people may not. But um, but yeah, no, I I think that um, I was honestly kind of worried about it going into tonight. Yeah. I, I did fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes clean is a heck but I of don't a challenge. Feel like either I don't feel like your sets that I've seen are overly. Yeah, not and, clean, you and, know. And I find that I um a lot of times, especially when I'm doing, you know, home mics, um that I 
kind of lean on it a little too much. I try to, I try to, you know, and I'm, I need to eliminate that. Mm. Um, and I've been enjoying kind of the euphemism writing process. I heard Dane Cook um, on uh, your mom's house recently, and uh, um, he was talking about how he put out an album, like the first album he ever did, and he listened to it, and he was saying fuck every, like, he counted it out, and he was saying fuck every, like, 38 seconds or something yeah. like that. And uh, it took, a, a, over the course of the album, it took out three and a half minutes. Oh, wow. That was three and a half minutes that he could have put new material, he could have put something, some jokes in there by by eliminating those. If, if they're not going to punch up the joke, then a lot of times they're really not necessary. I mean, Kevin, Kevin Hart can work clean, you know what I mean? A lot of these guys can work clean, they just, you know, are lucky enough to be in a space where they don't have to for a living but um uh, but yeah no it's it, while it's it's certainly a challenge i mean it's it's definitely definitely worth doing for that very reason i mean just for business and marketing ability. And, he, and he basically says he can go in anywhere and make yeah. and make people laugh regardless of where it goes that's why i tell the boys all the time at the podcast we're never going to get any fucking big sponsors there nobody's going to put their name on what we talk about <laughs> you would have to go with like the fleshlight I mean, it had to be like we'd have to be on like Pornhub. Pornhub, yeah. man. If Legion of Skanks can get can, can get sponsorship, I think anyone can. <laughs> yeah. No. So then, there's a podcast, Legion of Skanks. Mm-hmm. Is it chicks that do the show? No, it's uh, three kind of goofy comedians: uh, Big J Okerson, Louis J Gomez, him. and Dave Smith. Yeah. Um. Uh. They, they uh, are one of the biggest podcasts coming out of New York. Um, huh. they have put on Skank Fest every year, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, which is one of the biggest comedy festivals in yeah. the country every year. And uh, you know, Ari Shafir, all those guys, they you know, all those New York comics, they go in there and they have like you know, openly like racist conversations, but at the same time, everyone who enjoys it knows it's all satire. Well, and we've talked yeah. about it a hundred times on the podcast. Although Shane Gillis, the guy who was just uh, fucked out of SNL. You, you mm-hmm. hear about all that? He was on Legion of Skanks when some of these accusations were made. He was on their podcast, yeah. and that's when he made like some Asian jokes as well as his own podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, they just went and dug it up and was like, "Okay, here's what we're going to call out," and completely ruined this guy's. Well, and like I said on this career. show a hundred times, is it's the intent of the joke. If the joke is intended yeah. to be pissing off a group of people that you know, are going to eliminate your career because you're pissing off that group of people. Maybe just hold that one back. Maybe. Yeah. I know that. Let it fly. Fuck I know. It. I don't know. I'm just thinking, I'm it's thinking, like long, I'm thinking earlier, long term dude. though. The, today's world, the internet dies. Give it two days. Yeah, give it. Two. And somebody else will do something that'll so, be on the internet. So you're something I want to ask all about you. I want to ask you two about, cause we didn't get to dive into it too deep on the car cast to I mean, um, the MMA fight last weekend. Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle special. How did you guys feel about those two since they came back almost back to back? Everybody is comparing them. I want to know your guys' thoughts on both of those. They were good, but Dave's is by Dave's the goat to me. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is by far the goat. I, that, his his uh, stand up was something that America needed no. to fucking hear, and it's going to be timeless. Right? Yeah, like you'll I, be able to listen to it twenty years from now and still laugh, and it's you know what I mean, and yeah. get it. That's oh, absolutely. that's another definition of a great comic for too. sure. Absolutely. Um, I will be honest and say that I haven't seen Burrs yet. Okay, um, but I did see Dave Chappelle's, and uh, um, I think that he talked about a lot of things that people don't want to. Talk. I think he was honest about a lot of things that people aren't honest about. You well, know he, what I mean? he took you back to to ninety eight. Yeah. 
like or 90, yeah. 1999. That's why yeah. I started with the whole Prince thing. Like, hey, back we used to do this all the time back yeah. in the day, and now everybody's moved away from this, and they're afraid to say what you know, afraid to say stuff to offend people. Yeah, and that brings me back to going clean. Like, I I don't think I could go clean because I would, I don't want to not be myself. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I was a puppet out there doing a dance. Well, he's already. Like, I want to be me. He's already yeah. said that, too, like in the class. Like, you can do that. You just can't do it on his stage. You can go to the class, do all the things that he's wanting to do, but you just can't do it on his stage. But also, this leads to kind of some stuff that's happened recently in Indianapolis. Um, there's been some shows canceled for certain comedians and things like that. I don't know any of the history behind it or the story behind it. But uh, I'm going to read this little like news article that BJ pulled up for us. Uh, Meanwhile, other venues have canceled or postponed scheduled appearances seemingly amicably. The Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis is expected to reschedule performances that were supposed to take place Friday and Saturday at Gillis's request. The Williams Center in Rutherford, New Jersey, has canceled an October 19th performance by the comedian. And who's this comedian? Uh, Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis and Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, Minneapolis confirmed that Gillis will no longer perform there at the end of October. As of today, Shane's representation and Acme have mutually agreed that due to recent events, it's not the best time for Shane to be touring right now. This is the SNL guy? Yeah, this guy got hired on as one of the new cast members of Saturday Night Live. Just a couple of weeks ago, I think August, like, you know, like... Uh, no, no, no. It was September. It was, it was just a couple of weeks ago. And um, he was announced as one of the top three. And within one week, he was fired from SNL. And he is having, you can see, shows canceled um, due to Vice and um, a couple of other uh, outlets um, writing blogs referencing podcasts that he'd recorded Six six years ago, I think. Well, no, no, maybe maybe not that. Re- maybe well, like five just, years ago. It's a straight outrage culture. Like yeah, everybody absolutely. wants to flip it's cancel out on culture people. Is what it is. Well, I mean, it's probably good for him because Saturday Night Live is fucking dog well, shit horrible. It, dude. It, it, in his in his response, uh, he said, um, "You know, SNL did hire me. No one can ever take that away from me." And uh, he's more of a mad TV guy anyway. Is what he said. <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty cool. But man, yeah, it sucks. I mean, I've heard a bunch of Shane Gillis's podcasts, and while I may not, you know, agree on a political level with everything that he says, I think he says it with a comedic intent and not with a with, with a mean or you know derogatory yeah. intent. And the fact that he got an achievement, and then people decided to dig into you know the archives to find some dirt um manufacture outrage and change the course of someone's life you know i don't know what could what could you know really justify that but and rob schneider even the tweets that he has pulled up right now as a former snl cast member i'm sorry that you had the misfortune of being a cast member during this era of cultural unforgiveness where comedic misfires are subject to the intolerable inquisition of those who never risked bombing on stage themselves. That was hard to read, Chris. Sounded like it. (laughs) (laughs) That Eastern Hancock (laughs) education coming out right there. But no, I mean, it is, it is sad. It is sad. But the thing is what back to what you said about Dave Chappelle, that special was needed. Bill Burr's and, special was needed. And Vice tried to cancel. They tried to cancel. Because I don't want to be 
a sexist bastard, but Bill Burr talked about women a lot. Oh, he, and, he don't give a fuck. And the world wants to crown women as like they're they're the enlightened ones. Yeah, they're the ones that know everything. We're the biggest pieces of shit in the world, which a lot of the times we are. But the crazy thing too about Dave's is Rotten Tomatoes gave it what zero. Yeah. Gave yeah. it zero percent. Yeah, well, Rotten Tomatoes is definitely yeah. they're fucked now. Well, see, I don't. Crazy, I don't give a. I don't give a fuck about a Rotten Tomatoes score <laughs> yeah. anymore at well, all because it doesn't fucking matter. They're well, that that culture. Well, the the crazy thing about the Rotten Tomatoes thing was they gave him yeah like a I think his score got as high and probably is the highest it's ever gotten right now, which is like I think thirty four percent. But it did start out at like zero. But the audience but score's got to be like, like ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. BJ, I'm sorry. I know you're looking stuff up. Could you look up the Rotten Tomatoes score? on uh, Chappelle's newest special. Yeah, I think, honestly, I'm already in on a conspiracy theory against fucking Rotten Tomatoes. I think they're getting paid off by production companies. I mean, all like, hey, well, yeah. all them big oh, things, sure all, every big thing on the internet is. Make, uh, Without a doubt. Hobbs and Shaw, make it like 87%. Yeah, so people go see it, duh. Like, that's... Well, and that's also, America. also Google itself. Ninety nine percent audience rating. Yeah, thirty five percent tomato meter. That's <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah, the the fucking people that are reviewers, and that's the other thing. Like you know that reviewers are just sad, lonely people that want to get clicks to make mm-hmm. sure that they are still lining their pockets so they can hopefully get laid because they have a few bucks in their bank account. Yeah. Those fucking critics, dude. Critics well, it's suck. Like, it's like critics in- are stupid. Instagram was gonna, and also maybe even Facebook, take away the like feature. Yeah, because it hurt people not getting enough likes. Well, well, or that people were judging too much based on it. And I'm like, how yeah. are you going to take away your currency? Yeah. Likes are currency on those Have you ever seen Black platforms. Mirror? That's where we're going. <laughs> right. Like, everybody needs, to, like, your currency is not going to be your money anymore. It's going to be, like, how nice you are to people. Speaking of likes, too, it's, it's really easy to find, like, people that are suicidal. They're usually the ones that are liking their own posts. Oh, I do it all the time. So you like your own posts? Oh my goodness! So, so I've actually, I've actually stopped recently. (laughs) I did it. it, I did it in the beginning because I thought it would get the ball rolling because of the algorithm, because of like you know likes and comments yeah, it, you, on you know, posts. It, it's like putting a $5 bill in your guitar case before you start playing. Exactly. Yeah, just so, so people, people know did. they put exactly. more I feel you, I feel you. But I think, I see, and that's, ah, uh, see, that's where. And that's just racist. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is racist. <laughs> that's put, that's the title Bill of this Burr, episode. To Bill, put Bill Burr at an 86% versus a 35% for Dave Chappelle, that has what to be based on Dave race. was the gays. The gay, the gay talk oh, shit. stuff. Oh, and they come out in force that's over yeah. that. The gay stuff is what got Dave. I'm so that's what, it, that what's, that's what makes me want to ask. I want to uh, get, I want to get a, uh, I want to get some gay community or lgbtq community i want to get their opinion on the dave Chappelle sticks and stones well I mean, matt wouldn't come so i, I think it, I, I think it's i i think what i've read is that it's pretty split there are a lot of people in the lgbtq community that are like you don't get to tell us what we're offended by right like there i i think we're a good amount of people that thought it was funny i've heard i've seen several of them post and uh i can't um, read those but, it's too small but i think that any but i also haven't seen anyone who is a member of the lgbtq community expressing outrage except i've seen a lot of articles like fighting I, for them uh, yes exactly being offended for them and people being pissed off by that and i think that makes total sense i mean it's like 
you know it's like what if vice put out an article tomorrow that's just like uh you know american white dudes say football's canceled you know what i mean yeah. like pe- don't fucking speak for us you know what I mean? right <laughs> they did that like a year ago by the way. <laughs> they did too about yeah. the the concussions and Stand all that no, it's oh, fucking no. Kneeling. Yeah. <laughs> do that I, again do that again stand up <laughs> dribble stupid <laughs> But no, I watched. I watched the. Uh, this, I'm gonna have to bring this up. Made me think of it. The <clears throat> LeBron show on HBO, the Barbershop. Have you watched it? Absolutely not. It's actually, I just don't like it's LeBron, actually, dude. You would like. I hate him too. But it, you, but it's it's like but I would you like see, that. Yeah, you would like it. It's okay. almost like a podcast like this, or just sitting around in a barbershop, just yeah, shooting bullshit, bullshit, and, and talking about stuff. Well, they got to talking about the kneeling stuff, you know, and obviously they were on Kaepernick's side and talking about uh the money that he had and hoping and that he had you know that he was well off and to for future generations anyways they're talking about that stuff when they get to talking about how much money does he have and one of the people were like oh he's 100 mil you know like said Fuck it's, no, it's not they were just being no stupid. i know i'm just saying and jamie fox was in the in there like was oh. part of it and jamie fox goes 100 million he like turns over and the guy like starts laughing he's like no nah, i'm just fucking with you and jamie fox like stands up and he's like i was about to fucking start kneeling right now <laughs> and he like took it he went and like took a kneel and like looked around well i bet i mean i bet even no matter like i mean jamie fox has been a blockbuster dude back in the day oh he's and a, i guarantee he, you he I might guarantee be the you, first, he doesn't have 100 mil he might be the first triple threat i bet he doesn't have 100 mil with like singing, comedy, acting, right? Yeah. Oh, not the first. Justin Timberlake beat him to that. He might have been before him though. Mm. Maybe not singing. I guess. Yeah. I guess the singing came after JT did all three. But yeah, because yeah. JT is a. I mean, but those are the two for sure. Jamie Foxx. Well, the first is Mark Wahlberg, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just he just fucking pulled it up. Hundred million exactly. Is oh, the is net worth? worth? That might have been why they said Google. that. Might have been the joke. <laughs> that might have been why they said that. Uh, yeah, Collins at twenty million. I mean, he's not doing yeah, bad for fine. himself. He's fine. <laughs> that's he's generational fine. wealth right there, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, as long as somebody's not being ridiculous. So, speaking of that, did you guys? You guys saw the guy? Or I know this is old news, probably, but just talking about the money made me think of the uh, couple that had the like hundred and something thousand deposited in their bank account what yeah and they like started buying boats and they shit bu- they bought atvs and boats and like bo- like basic <laughs> white yep. trash shit yeah. is all they bought like a boats, camper, was, camper. It a, was it an accident or an or something? so so yeah, basically oh, yeah. they they went uh, a person went to the bank the teller accidentally put in the wrong number for the deposit and deposited like 105 i think it was like Hundred and five, hundred and ten thousand or something into this other couple's account, and so they just started going hog wild, like just buying anything that you can think of with cash. And I think it was literally it was like an RV, ATVs, a boat, yep. like all like paid off their stuff. paid off their bills, which they had to be white, by the way. Oh, because white people are the only people that pay money to live like a bum. And then when that error gets corrected, they then owe they all were that negative. Oh, yeah, 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 they yeah, were negative. And it has since. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Holy they, they shit. got taken to jail after not. Re- responding to the bank i'll, I'll, I'll tell you oh, something yeah, yeah. i'll tell you something. I, I, this is crazy that i have this <laughs> the couple bought several vehicles including a race car an all-terrain <laughs> vehicle car. a camper van oh, and a dude, trailer the widest of america i hope they're from florida <laughs> i'm by going the way. to a dirt track are they from florida please say yes this, this they, screams florida pennsylvania damn it yeah but so, this brings me to something that's kind of i can relate uh 
I banked there and at more uh, main source. It's now what first merchants or whatever yep. now. But the I woke up and I had like four or five hundred dollars extra in my bank account one time. It wasn't hundred grand, but it was yeah. more extra money. Sure. Went into the bank and said, "Hey, you guys have made a mistake. This money is not mine. It was deposited. It's not my money. You need you know you need to correct it." And yeah. she was like, "Well, what's your name?" And I told her, "What's the last for you? So your social security?" I told her. She's like, "No, it shows right here." Da, 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 saying it was mine still. I was like, I'm, t- I'm no, I'm, I'm telling you, you it's I not. didn't put that and, in there. And they legit were like, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, it's in there. Like pretty much nothing got resolved. Holy shit. Well, I, I, worked- I did not spend it. All right. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Did not spend it. About a week later, I get a call from main source bank saying there was a mistake that it And I said, yes, I came in and tried to tell you guys about this mistake. And they said, Mr. Duncan, there is another James Duncan with the same last four social security. <laughs> In fucking Rush County, dude. They ain't at the same bank. With the same four last social security. They had to put a note on there, like saying, because yeah. I don't want this shit to happen to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I guarantee it was some old farmer. Yeah, he here's a here's a cool story. I worked for First Merchants for four there, years. There you go. And uh, I was a teller. Full circle. And yeah, full, there I, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Take that to your college. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you call it full circle. Yeah. Um yeah, and there were definitely times where uh things get put in the wrong account and the sooner you know most of that stuff is caught the next day and corrected on paper you know what i mean it's just taking out of this account and putting in this one you know what i mean it's pretty simple but yeah there there are definitely times where uh, errors happen and uh you know people um and then there are also times where people just don't understand mathematics yeah <laughs> so yeah it, it's a whole and weird works at world. a bank it might dude, be my, yeah. dude my wife uh works in hr and she used to work at a big company and occasionally there would be mistakes like that and somebody would get like an extra grand on their paycheck and she was it's her responsibility in hr to let the person know hey we messed up we messed up you need to give that money or like give that money back or like you know do some sort of transfer and she'd get people to say well i already spent it oh yeah so then she would have to send them some sort of like form that said all right, well, you spent it, so from now on, every paycheck, you have to pay like the 200 bucks. Yeah, the, the, the next five zero, checks you, are 200 bucks. Yeah, where, I, where I work at is a factory in Indiana, and it's a pretty big factory. A lot of people work there, and they gave us too much on a bonus one year and then pulled that for the whole plant. Had Man, to pay back part of and you guys didn't riot? Oh, it was, it was bad. It got bad. <laughs> They got bad. There's, I think there's still people paying it off for like five or ten bucks a check just to piss them off. <laughs> <laughs> They're dropping off bags of pennies. And, and I have another question for you. You say you worked yeah. at First Merchants. Yeah. As, as a degenerate, yeah. when I come in with a check as big as this table from like Pakistan to cash, do you guys know what's going on? I'm illegal, uh, like an illegally gambling kind of check. Uh, w- like fraud checks? And, and well, it's no, not a fraud is, check. It's like, a check because he's doing overseas. Like, like, yeah, like I'll gamble yeah. online oh, well, and I'll I cash mean, out and they send me a check. Before like a it was monster. legal in Indiana. Yeah. And I, Interesting. And they usually hold it, like when I bring it in. And yeah, cash, yeah. They but, hold but, it for like Well, yeah, weeks. But because it's from another country and yep. it has it has foreign uh, bank markings yep. and foreign checks actually clear through a different bank other than the Federal Reserve. So, yep. yeah, they, they do have to put a hold on it simply because it takes so long for the check to clear. Now, how are they not busting people with that? Like, you, uh, that's like a 
fucking well, that, red that, well, alert, right? Well, uh, I mean, no, not necessarily. That my I mean, redneck I mean, ass is coming in there with a check from over, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it, it, it's all case by case. It, huh. it, it, so if they have someone who they know does international business, say, you know, a friend in the diamond business um, that's, you know, doing business with Mumbai or whatever, if they come in with, you know, big foreign checks if that's part of their regular business on an everyday basis they're going to be less suspicious than, than me than joe blow coming off the street i was nervous as fuck the first time i walked in there yeah yeah no and i i don't know you're gonna i didn't i didn't know what i was gonna here's say. the thing is they probably didn't suspect illegal activity they probably were just trying to protect you from a potential fraud or scam yeah because that's really where most of that, because if there were so many times where uh people would come in with checks that just looked weird like Prince one time of saudi or, arabia well something like that or they would have um i see uh, what you're saying like it, they could have gave me a fake check yes yeah, gotcha. people sell things on craigslist and get mailed a cashier's check that's been signed by woodrow wilson and is <laughs> and it is made out is uh from fred flintstone incorporated yeah. Yeah. you know with their weird different fonts on it and stuff and so holding those checks and making sure they clear is the safest way for both parties because otherwise if we just go ahead and release those funds to you and you spend them then you then, owe them. Then, then, then that's on us because yep. we it, we didn't protect ourselves. Right. Yeah, and and you were conducting business that we allowed, and we uh, we <coughs> accepted it and re- gave you cash in return. You're into the transactions done. Then gotcha. The bank is out that money. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it was more or less probably just a, just making sure it wasn't fraud or um, you know a scam of some kind. I'm thinking we're getting up into like the hour and a half range. So. Um, before we get out of here, though, I just want to get some uh, final thoughts from everybody. First of all, I want to just thank you, Chris, for coming on the podcast last minute. Johnny, I know you had to work hard tonight. You sent me some text messages that were intended for somebody else. I hope that you figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> it was also coworkers. So Johnny, um, Johnny, Johnny. But uh, Johnny, mad thumbs. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about uh what happened tonight and then what's in the future for highly inappropriate oh it's great night i'll anytime man so let yep. me know come through anytime it. uh highly inappropriate we're sundays at seven we'll be live this sunday on uh, youtube right we, yeah we moved to youtube since the facebook ban yeah uh, i think that you guys I, were banned by facebook i heard a couple yeah, of yeah. people tell oh, me that shit. they think that that would have they thought that that would hurt your listenership no, I, I told Matt that we need to just play on it. Like we're the two life crew of podcast. That's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. what I that's what like I've told these other like people. Two life crew blew up with that. Yeah. I've told these other people that have told me this. I've said that's something that they could utilize to improve. My dream is to be big enough that we could we go somewhere for a live show and they say if you do your show we're gonna arrest you and then we do our show and get arrested. Yeah, that like, would actually be pretty sweet. That's my uh, American dream. Yeah. <laughs> so what's what do you guys got going on in the future? You got anything planned? Anything big? Uh, or just keep doing the show, make it making the uh, masses laugh. Do the show Sundays, like I said. Anything you guys got planned? We for got like, our merch tw- shirts, twenty bucks. You're wearing it. Wearing one looks yeah. nice. Yeah. Slimming black, slimming black. Got to a bunch of fat white guys. We need slimming <laughs> black shirts. <laughs> um, are you guys thinking about doing anything with the like the Colts uh, disciples and like going to the Colts? 
uh, we did a we did a kickoff thing with Goose, with yeah. who's Matt's brother, who's yeah. like the leader of the Colts Disciples. One, of the yeah, main, they're doing their one own, of the main people. They're doing their own podcast. Uh, the Colts they open this weekend. I'm sure Matt will be down there DJing nice. for, the, for the tailgate. I got to stop by there. Which the tailgate's right there behind Victory Field, and if you I guys are Colts fans, that's the place to be before games. I promise they you, they get wild. It's awesome. It's, get the, it's without a doubt the best tailgate there is. Dope. That's awesome. Coast Disciples are all. Is amazing. it in the Victory Field parking lot? It's right. It's like behind, like the you know, like where like the players would park or like the people oh, that work okay. there would park, like yeah, the little yeah. like long oh, okay. kind of stretch yeah, lot right yeah, there yeah. behind it. It's like right there. Nice. So I think it's what the first baseline. I think yeah, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Kyle. Yeah. For the Facebook Live people, once yeah. again, rem- remind them. Yeah, um, tomorrow night, uh, 8 p.m., Gutty's Comedy Club in Greenwood. Um, few tickets still remaining, so snag those up. It's an awesome room. They got a great feel in there. Um, Giacomo's Pizza for sale, uh, other concessions available. Um, great lineup. John Chesser killed tonight. Um, Ryan Mays hosting, doing a fantastic job, and uh, I will be featuring. Um, yeah, family-friendly venue. Bring your kids, bring your, uh, bring your folks, and... Come on down and hang out with us. I was listening to a podcast recently. They said the feature part was the hardest part. It can be. I mean, it's it's definitely one of the. I'm I'm just this is my first club weekend. Yeah. And a good buddy of mine's actually out of town in a music <laughs> festival right now. So let me crash at his apartment here in town. Nice. Oh, is he and at the raid? So, the raid. Huh? <laughs> the Area Fifty One raid. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. He's at Bourbon and Beyond this week. Hey, full circle. When he, sh- <laughs> yeah. when he shit, if he said yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he totally found some aliens. Uh, yeah, no, they're they're down at the Bourbon and Beyond festival, um, and uh, so I'm crashing to his pad tonight, and. Um, yeah. So, so what be, what do you got going on with uh, Kettle Top? I know you guys are doing the, yeah, the, our, uh, the open mics, and then yep. you got the comedy hour. Yep. Every other Wednesday, our next uh, our next show is going to be the week after the twenty fifth, which is what the October the second. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. October the because the October fifth yeah. is uh, is the weekend. Yeah. So October so, uh, 2nd. Yep, October 2nd. Um, so October 2nd is going to be our next show. I think Calvin is going to host that bad boy. Nice. Um, and uh, I like to see yeah. him. I like to see him working because yeah, he's, he's, he's trying. He, he's working it out. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys that's starting to come into his own voice. You know what I mean? He's starting to, you know, um, kind of tell the Calvin story, not not, right. not say stuff that he, you know, thinks other people would think are funny. He th- says things that he thinks are funny with authentic with authenticity and yeah. people respond to it nice and so yeah he's he's really uh doing well so is devon uh although all that muncie crew hopefully uh, another stage will pop up there soon it sounds like Devon's they'll get it they'll get it works. worked out um but yeah our next big show at kettle top is actually my birthday show hell uh, yeah october the 12th we have kettle top comedy all-star some of our favorite folks from the last I'll, come, uh, I'll come out to that i'll put yeah, that in my phone right uh, now um dan alton is gonna headline that david brooks austin Fry, Mo Mitchell, or David Brooks is thing. hilarious. You realize if you get that news tomorrow, all this stuff that oh, I'll come out there, I'll come do that. That's <laughs> not, that's going away. You know that, right? You know that's uh, gonna, the whole life's going away, isn't it? You're gonna be like me and Matt when <laughs> his daughter's there, and we have to say we're doing a show, and she's like playing with toys. <laughs> we, I love it. It's, it brings laughter. All right, before we get out of here fully, though, uh, BJ, can we? Can you zoom in on that? Because my eyesight's bad. I want to try to maybe. 
get some of these people's uh, comments on here that are actually worth a, a shit or are they not worth a shit? All right. They're not worth a shit. Love you guys following along on the Facebook live. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are fantastic. Dude, you, I, I love watching this thing live back when I had Facebook before yeah. I got banned. And I, <laughs> I always used to try to fuck with you guys a lot. I know. And we'd bring it up and a lot. jokes and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but well, no, I appreciate uh, everybody that's joined. It looks like James cared, Chris York. There was a few others. I think that uh, joined in and talked to us. Um, I can't really read it. Brandon, Shane, Uriah Floyd. Shout out, Devon. Uriah Flavor. Devon Shoemaker. Thank you guys, everybody that's joined in the Facebook Live. It's usually, the Facebook Live is usually a slow burn. You don't really get a lot of the views until afterwards. People somehow scroll across it and start watching it. But uh, I appreciate you guys both coming on. Thank you, Kyle, for just, you know, coming out of the uh, clouds and joining us. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, and uh, uh, I just want to say how trippy it is to watch the live stream while we're doing it because it's like a time machine. Oh, yeah. I'm like watching myself in, in time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And also, we need to get you back on for just a conspiracy episode because I have yes. a lot of conspiracies that I've been thinking about lately that Shit's I've, going down. I've made up myself. Actually... We'll get to it off the air, yeah, <clears throat> and we'll talk about it on another podcast. Uh, but thank you for joining us for another episode of Unpredictable Talk Radio. You can find Juice in the Morning on all podcasts and streaming apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. You can also follow all of our photo, video, and audio content across all social media at Juice in the AM. I just put out a fucking sweet video from Ian Pomfret's MMA fight. It was a fantastic time. He is still the champion at 170 in Kokomo at uh, Coliseum Combat, and he's uh, going to be on the podcast, I think, next week, and we're going to recap his fight, and then we're also going to talk to him about him getting into his next camp. Does he walk out to, like, Beach Boys, Kokomo? No, he walked out to uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I Give it away now? Nope. I can't remember what the song is. Gotcha. Can't remember. Damn it, I feel like an asshole now because I was there live watching him and I uh, now I feel like a dick. But I think so. Uh anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> but he'll be on next week and then also a potential guest next week. We just gotta make sure that the scheduling works out is Taleb Fazel. I may be saying that wrong. Faisal, I might be saying it wrong. But basically he's a uh, indie hip hop artist that is also making his own moonshine is what i would think of it as it's just called phases it's a alcoholic beverage and i can't wait to taste it next week so i will see you did guys. he learn how to make it in prison <laughs> we'll have to ask him it's awesome can't wait to interview him about it <laughs> thanks for joining guys i'll see you guys next week Jay, do you like movies do you like music do you like video games how about hanging out and having a good old nerdy time well have i got the show for you take it away boys i'm dead man I'm DJ. And I'm the Mustard Colonel. We're the hosts of VT Network. A nerdy podcast about movies, music, video games, and almost anything else we could get our hands on. Come hang out with us every week as we discuss all things nerdy. Find us on every major platform you listen to podcasts on. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Progressive.com. Christian, meet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's no, VT Network. Search on any of them. Thank you very much for listening. And by the way, guys, that was a, that was a really good idea, hiring the Bonville guy to do that intro. I didn't hire him. I didn't hire him either. And no one hired me. I broke into Colonel Mustard's house to record this. <laughs> 
Hey, Juice in the Morning fam. Do you like affordable, stylish sunglasses? Juice in the Morning has partnered with Midwest Shades to bring you a special deal. By using promo code JUICE10, you'll be eligible for 10% off your entire order. Go to MidwestShades.com, use promo code JUICE10 to order your shades, and start getting compliments on your look today.